Essie Land, Twig here, Twig's Essie Reflections, number 35. Choice points, continuing on with choice points. Let's just chat a tiny little bit here about was that a real reorientation? Was that an orientation? Was that person really orienting or not? Was that a successful orientation, I guess is the better way to say it, or not? And if not, you know, like, what does that say about the choice point? about what we do now. I suppose that also is the choice point of, well, if it was, it says some things can happen, and if it wasn't, maybe other things need to happen first. Not gonna be exhaustive, can't be exhaustive here. Can say, when you think about the stress response, the, the whole glorious, beautiful process of it from the old time understanding of what we knew about it to now what's been really kind of incorporated and refined by folks like Peter Levine and, you know, all the other traumatologists that have been bringing in the deactivation and consent, like completion process of the autonomic stress response. When you look at all these kinds of things, you see that orientation is the beginning of the response and it's the end of the response. It's just that beautiful and that simple. You know, and I think that there's really clear polyvagal reasons why that's the case. And it just, it's just this nice fact of mammalian life that when mammals get startled, they turn and they look, well, at least mammals with eyesight like ours, especially bifocal ones. And, you know, we at least, we at least orient and that could happen through other channels. Uh, bats use completely different channels with their sonic hearing and such echolocation on our part of things we turn and we look at things if we turn and we look what is that what's going on here what's happening and that's exactly what we do at the end of the sequence too when everything's done we or come into that oh safer now danger is gone we start to look around again to try to figure out where we are. It's part and parcel to the signal at the beginning of the stress response and the end of the stress response. And these rounds that we do in our sessions could easily be seen as like very small, you know, exposure kind of mini stress responses, how big they are, hopefully being somewhat influenced by the practitioner's ability to kind of sense how big the titration should be. And, you know, as some of us have patterned out, the beginning and the end of that is very likely and should be encouraged to include orientation. And because of that, it kind of gives you a nice, a nice reading on the choice point around the window at which you're trying to accomplish orientation and whether or not the person really oriented. Because it kind of tells you if they didn't re really orient, then there's something still calling their attention as if some of that little mini or even bigger stress response is going off inside of them and calling their attention, just as we would expect it to do if they didn't have enough space from it to be able to come out to the thing that the nervous system does more when we're not inside the stress response, namely orientation. So it's like this really beautiful kind of choice point of saying like, wait a second, I'm trying to 
trying to kind of close that round. This would be one place to look for it. I'm trying to close that round. And by doing so, I'm trying to bring the attention out and let let all of that round settle in the background, perhaps. Just, you know, let that close. And before attaching the next mini little stress response, little provocation, the next question about your somatic experience, I'm going to give a pause here. And I'm going to have your attention outside of yourself oriented to the environment around you, you know, like as, as Hoskinson would say, making contact with the environment around you. This is a great thing because you can see, oh, wow, they can't do that. Well, in that case, um, you know, you know, they can't do that. They continue to linger. They continue to look for something else to pay attention to. They're unable to be inside the conversation with you when you re-engage the conversation as an orientation device. They're unable to actually take in the room. You can clearly see that they're still being caught by something. You know, you, you can take the choice there. Do I need to give more time to work out what's going on inside? Or do I need to give more effort toward bringing the attention out here? Now, that's going to be a clinical decision. You're going to have to make that in the moment. There are going to be times when you need to linger inside more and give more support for finishing that process through on the inside to bring the attention out. Other times, you're going to be able to, all right, so you still you still notice it being a little bit, you know, kind of shaky in there. And then at the same time, as you look around here, you know, tell me a few things you see there, if it's okay. Like, uh, for instance, can you see the, can you see the drapes there and how the lines, the shadow and the lines of the, in the white makes those shadows? Can you see that window frame there? Oh, you can. Uh-huh. Well, right. So if you can see the, sh the lines in the curtains there and the, the window frame, what's another thing or two that you can see right now as you and I are sitting here right now and we're just kind of taking a look around to see how things look now. You know, you might really lean the attention to try to bring it out. The choice point of whether or not they can do that orientation, they can come out and pay attention to things outside of their own interior focus, whether that's their thoughts and their meaning states, their emotions, the physicality, you know, the, the waywardness of being somewhere else. If they, if they, they can come in and be in relationship with you and in relationship with the moment, it's a good message about the choice point of both whether or not you can do another round, going back to a couple episodes ago, because, well, if that was pretty smooth, that might give you some evidence that they can go in and come back out and therefore be able to do another round. Or, oh, we're able to get to orientation. That at least gives us a sense of being able to establish this, which gives us the choice point that we can start to explore other things, perhaps testing that we can come back here first. But once we establish that, hey, this is something the person can do, it's really quite beautiful because since it is the beginning and the end of the natural stereotypical stress response found in mammals, including humans, once that starts to get reestablished as a capacity for people, when they do little rounds and stress response kind of feeling stuff inside the sessions with you, they will start to naturally go back to that. And it will help you to mark out your own choice points of, hey, we're moving from one thing in here to the next and the trail is starting to connect with itself. 
being able to see, did they really pay attention? Are they really looking around? Or are they being caught somewhere else? What does it mean if they're being caught somewhere else? Do you have to go in there and kind of help them walk out more? Or do you go ahead and start leaning to help them come out as it is? Once they get out, how easy was that for them to come out? Was that really challenging? If so, might want to make it easier, smaller when we go inside again. Make it easier to get back out. Maybe spend more time out before going in. Maybe it's a number of different forks in the road right here of whether or not that orientation was really smooth, easy to get to, able to stay in it without getting caught back up by the material for a few minutes. These kind of things would tell you, do I need to pull the attention out more? Do I have to follow in more? And it's true. It's like a choice point place. Maybe one where you come and there's a nice big post and it has lots of arrows. It says, Give a little bit more attention. Make it a little bit more interesting outside. Ask a little bit more about what you see. Tell them a little bit more about what you see. All of these different options at that choice point. Are they orienting or not? I myself am looking out the window right here, seeing some clouds floating by in the sky, a little rustle on the grass, sway in the tree there. Oh, oh, there goes a chipmunk. If I was down in the city, I'd be looking at buses. People talking, staring at headsets. So many things to look at. The world. Hey guys, remember that chapter on orientation and Peter's waking the tiger? Oh, I super recommend reviewing it sometime. It's good. Let your eyes go free. I'm going to go do that again. Get up, get up. Myself. Get up, get up. Right now. <laughs>